0: Welcome to The
1: Ralph Report
0: with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to the middle of your week. It is The Ralph Report, here to spend the next hour or so trying to put a smile on your face and a song in your heart. Is that too much to ask? No, I think it's what we need. All right. I'm your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the vice host himself. Rumor spreader number one. Dolly Parton is sleeved, and T.J. Miller had his brain removed. (laughs) Remember yesterday's show? That was
1: kind of right.
0: It is Eddie Pence, everybody. Hey, everybody. Yo-ho, Eddie. Yo-ho, indeed. (laughs) It is Wednesday, October 7th, year of our Lord Shizmu 2020. All hell, Shizmu. It is right to give him thanks and praise, I guess. (laughs) If this really is the year of our Lord Jesus of 2020, we may have to pick a new, uh, a new ancient Egyptian god for next year. I've been given my doubts for a while, and you keep shooting me down. I, well, I tw- want to have faith. You know,
1: what's the point
0: in, be- in belonging to an ancient Egyptian religious cult if you I don't, don't have faith?
1: But how long do you have to be abused by it before you revolt? That's what I wanna know. I don't know. They
0: just opened up the mummy, so maybe that'll change things. Maybe, maybe he that, was in there. That uh twenty five hundred yeah. year old mummy that was opened for the first time. Yes. I'm hoping they let something out. Something will, good. Something good out. Yeah. Or just something to wipe us all out and get this over with. One way or the other. Twenty twenty has to come to an end eventually. Oof. One way or the Oof. other. Anyway, that's not happening today. No, let's put all those thoughts out of our head, because for the next hour or so, you're going to have a hell of a time. Stock D. Because we have a hell of a show lined up for you today. It is another jam-packed Ralph Report, just spilling over the edges, just so much juicy goodness mm. just just leaking out of the show today. And I think you're going to be so glad that you tuned in today.
1: Because on the counter, you want to
0: know why? Well, first of all, Steve Ashton's going to be on hand. That always makes it special. Exactly. Nothing better than a visit from our UK correspondent. He's bringing you the UK update in just a little while. So he'll be stopping by. And it's Wednesday. And Wednesdays are always fun because it's a musical journey through yesteryear where we take a look at a smash hit single and the artist who recorded that single and that was never able quite to capture that kind of success again. And today we're going to solve a musical mystery for a member of the Garmy. Hmm. Remember the Garmy called up saying, I don't know the performer. I don't really know the song. Yeah. But it goes a little something like a this. Uh, <laughs> and he uh, he sang a little bit of it. Oh, and I was like, oh, I know what he's talking about. <laughs> so uh, we will fix that for you in just a little bit. So much show to get to. So let's get right to it today. With you, the Garmy, we love it when you reach out to us. So many options when it comes to contacting those of us here on The Ralph Report. You can send an email, ralph at the ralphreport.com, eddie at the ralphreport.com, steve at the ralphreport.com, or you can reach out to us on social media, as many of you have, with hilarious memes about the uh, number one team not in a good the meme. NFC East. It's, it's a-
1: not a good meme. It's
0: awesome. It, how is it awesome? There's... W- Cause but, he smelled bitch in here, and all the other three teams were bitches. Three of the teams all had ones in the win column. No, ones. the Giants didn't. Three of the teams. Well, yeah, There's four teams, right? But the, the bitch, one team the, has a zero. The, the bitch teams had a zero and ones. Oh god! And then there was the the, the best. The best have a the one best. and a two, and then another one. And we got an extra number. My That's how special it's we are. The worst meme. We have an extra. How number. How can you possibly <laughs> smell bitch Jesus in here? Christ. I can't.
1: Mm. (laughs) i should have gloated way more than i did you did when we beat the fuck out of you in week one
0: you were pretty happy i was happy but for the past mm. three weeks actually being number one Mm. in the division and now it's all slipped aside now no one can say anything anymore oh it's weird now it's all changed jesus christ well get used to it because i can you're going to be in the rearview mirror (laughs) of the the bus to the super bowl how can you talking is, super bowl oh, yeah. are you talking yeah. super bowl slam dunk it's gonna happen guarantee god I you're you're worse I than garanteed.
1: cowboy fan. you're a cowboy fan at this point no you're more delusional no
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna ride this all um, the way to the to the, the lombardi We're, the, our division got to be swept by the browns that's how bad we are there's you, that possibility yes
1: <laughs> it's a definite possibility
0: um, besides social media, you can also leave a voicemail message. How about that? It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, available right to you. All you got to do is pick up your phone and dial the number for the Ralph Report hotline. It's pretty easy to remember. It's one, then eight, then three, then another three, and then just spell out. <sighs> Hi, Ralph. <laughs> Man. I listen to your phone calls. You're not just calling in vain. Mm-mm. I get them on the other end. I sit here and I listen to them all, and I grab a handful of the ones that catch my attention, and we put it here in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. We're going to play your calls now and see what's on your Hey, if you missed yesterday's show, you missed a hell of a show because it was Bring Some Fruit to Work Day. <laughs> no, with it the, was. The it? greatest of all the holidays we celebrate <laughs> in October. Whatever, with with Halloween, Bring Fruit to Work Day <laughs> was celebrated yesterday. <laughs> Trace was listening to the show, and he uh, something caught his ear. Ralph, Eddie,
1: Trace, 3 starter of Rutland, Vermont. My friend, you really need to do a Drunk Eddie's Thoughts on his views against fruit for work day. Yeah. He sounds he, he sounds like he's going to be extra drunk
0: talking <laughs> yeah. about having the trap of banana. Right. Anyways, we'll have you mean it. Bye. Yeah. Eddie was uh, setting banana traps yesterday. <laughs> Here's the thing about Eddie, if you're new to the show, he doesn't drink, never has, probably never will, much to my chagrin will never be able to share a beer oh, like men do. That's sad. Because Eddie Pence is a, a teetotaler, as they used to say in the olden times. Uh. But if you take him and you slow him down by about half speed, he sounds incredibly drunk. And that gave birth to a segment called Eddie's Drunk Thoughts. I can't see that close Watch up. something a foot from your face. It's gross. Eddie's Drunk Thoughts. I'm fine. Yeah, my teeth are not (laughs) working. Today's also National Bring Fruit to Work Day. Okay, fuck that. Come on, Eddie. National Fruit at Work Day. fuck that. It encourages some fruitiness to get you through the day. No. Not only is fruit tasty, they remind you, but it's good for you, too. If there's fruit
1: in the break room, go for it. But don't be trapping... Fucking bananas and then bringing them inside. Trapping them? Whatever on. you have to do to get a banana, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't you think, set a trap to get bananas. You can ask to, no. <laughs> Some weird tree trap that... I think you just pick a banana. Then, or even, like most of us, buy it at the <laughs> a, store. A pear trap. Whatever There's you no take to get... Trapping or Whatever you get these fruits, just Boy, leave them. you have a you have a Just tenuous a... grasp on how fruit is, goes from <laughs> farm to table. All I
1: know is it's in a bowl, and then that's how I get it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. oh.
0: <laughs> that's how I'll get it. You may not know this, but uh, Eddie comes from a long line of uh, fruit trappers. That's what the Pences did yeah. for many years back in the olden We're days. hunters and gatherers, we are. Dear God. I don't
1: even know what crevice of my brain that... <laughs> no one does. Of. It's
0: madness. <laughs> and while we're talking about uh, Eddie and food, it seems like a, a done deal. This coming Munchin' Monday is going to be a sippin' Monday because we are going to compare the tastes of Nestle Quick chocolate milk powder versus the uh, far superior chocolate oval team that, superior. I, that I grew up on. Superior. And some folks are uh, already calling in, putting wagers on whether Eddie Pence would like it. Yesterday, a guy was willing to bet a grand that Eddie Pence would not enjoy the chocolate overteam. This gentleman uh, has another wager. He's looking for a a different line, though. Hey, Ralph. Hi-ho, Odie. Anywho, uh, I heard that guy calling about the Ralph report bookie and Eddie that Eddie will not like the Ovalteam. I'm going to take the over. On how many gags he's going to do? So I'm going to take three and a half. Ooh, three and a half. Is the over under. He so gags four times. Yeah, you know, I would just let let the Ralph Report bookie know if right. <laughs> you know, Those are gags. Okay, you know, we know what a gag three is. Three and a half. <laughs> I, I'm going over. Okay. Alrighty. Ooh, so apparently the over under on gagging is three and a half. That's a lot. And This gentleman's taking the over. Hmm. I would go under on that. I would, too. It's a a, a a chocolate drink. How bad can it be? I don't think I gagged four times at the black egg. I don't think so, either. And I wanted to hurl. Yeah. I think you're going to lose that bet, sir. That's a a high over. Well, you know, that's how Vegas stays in business, man. That's the reason the lights are on there (laughs) in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, speaking of Ovaltine, yesterday was a little scary because we got a lot of anti-Ovaltine phone calls. A lot. I was wondering where the uh, the pro-Ovaltine the contingent Pro-Valtine. was. The pro-Ovaltines, as I call them. <laughs> Luckily, the pro-Ovaltines <laughs> are showing up, showing their support, including uh, my pal Sexy Librarian, Julie.
1: Hey, Ralph. It's your pal Julie here. Um, a couple things about um, Ovaltine. First of all, it is... Delicious. Mm-hmm. And it does ruin you for stupid hot chocolate later in life. Yes. Um, the other good thing is if you don't stir it properly, at the end of it, you get these granular, like gritty little bits. Yeah. And that's a good time right there. Mm-hmm. All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye.
0: Yeah. We used to call that mud. Get, so, the, get the mud. So at the, the clumps bottom.
1: of the unmixed ovaltine will sit, sit at the, at the bottom. bottom
0: of the glass. And once you've done your glass of drink, you still have a nice little chewy surprise uh, at the end there. That over might be a little low. <laughs> Steve Ashton even chimed in on the oh, social did? media saying he used to have Oh his that's right he did. when he was young yes. uh hot hot milk with some warm milk on a cold night. Yeah. yeah. Cuz you know most nights in England are cold so I can imagine they don't drink a lot of cold chocolate drinks probably all <laughs> hot chocolate drinks. Uh Amber from Australia originally also calling in to uh, give a voice of support for Oval team. Hi, Ralph. Yo-ho, Eddie. Amber Rose here from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, I had to stop today's episode to throw my hat in the ring with how awesome Ovaltine is. Mm -hmm. Uh, In Australia, where I'm originally from, we have lollies, or as you would call them, candy, called ovaltinis that are literally just Ovaltine compressed into pill form. We love that shit so fucking much that we want to shove it in our mouth without so much as a milk chaser. Uh... If you would like some for Munching Mondays, I would be more than happy to send some along because I think Eddie would really, really enjoy an Ovaltini in his mouth. Yeah, he yeah. would. Uh,
1: anyway, <laughs> love you. mean it. Bye.
0: Yeah, let's stick an Ovaltini oh, into Ovaltini Eddie's Ovaltini mouth. Ovaltini in my mouth. They, they're cutting out the middleman. They're not even bothering with milk. They're no. just taking candy made of pressed Ovaltine That's and popping it what you did in with mouth. a big spoonful I of powder. I used to sneak... Well, my mom wasn't looking. I'd go into the cabinet and get a big tablespoon full of uh, Ovaltine and just shovel it in my mouth. Mm -hmm. And this is just a compressed pill form of it. Apparently, yeah. I didn't know about Ovaltines, but I like it. Actually, it sounds good to me. Ovaltine and vodka shaking (laughs) into a a nice uh, piece of stemware there. I can make an Ovaltine that way. So we'll see on Monday, the big showdown. Some Mm. people are suggesting we have to add maybe a third. A third? Like what? Um, What did they say? Uh, Hershey's. uh, Apparently, Hershey's Hershey's has a powder mix. Well,
1: yeah, there's the Hershey's powder and then
0: Quick. Quick is Nestle. Nestle Quick. And And then maybe we can get Chocolate Ovaltine as a third. And then some people are suggesting we blindfold you. That was an interesting one I saw. To make it a blind taste test so that you can't be predisposed as you are often want to do. (laughs) <laughs> and make your judgment based on the sheer idea of an item rather than the actual well, taste of it. That effect. could affect the over-under gag line. I suppose that could. <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to lower it. Then. I don't want to get in trouble with the mob. I know they're <laughs> very very sensitive about setting their lines. We'll work it out. We'll work it all out before Monday, kids. But I promise you, Monday's show is not one you're going to want to miss. Speaking of shows, yesterday may not have been my best show. Hmm? Yesterday may not have been my best Why? show. Turns out, I made a lot of people unhappy yesterday. Oh, I saw the comment section, yes. And I put out a lot of bad information yesterday. That's my job, Ralph. I know. I I usurped Eddie's position by uh, putting (laughs) lies and fake news into the world. I'm here to make you look good. More than possibly you even know, Eddie. Uh, There's a litany, a long list Uh of errors, mistakes, uh, bad judgment, that I was uh, responsible for in yesterday's Mm. show. So uh, we could call this segment... Ralph (laughs) is wrong. Or, as I would like to call it, since I'm going on a bit of an apology tour right now...
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. So sorry.
0: Yeah. First and foremost, I'd like to apologize to all the physician's assistants out there. Yesterday was Physician Assistant Day. Yeah. And I got some bad information regarding what physician's assistants do. Mm. I was describing a job that really apparently has nothing to do with the title of physician's assistant. Okay. So I would apologize to all the real physician assistants out there and the multitude of people who called to uh, complain and uh, threaten and yell at me for having uh, such a uh, a wrong-headed opinion oh. of what physicians attendants do i would like to thank dr nate as one of the callers on the garmi line who uh, set me straight hey frank and odie this is dr nate here <laughs> just calling in about physician's assistance yeah. physicians assistants are an invaluable tool in the healthcare field they allow doctors to uh basically uh, they take on some of their own responsibilities. So physician assistants can uh, write prescriptions. They can, um, you know, check with patients and stuff like that if the doctor is otherwise, um, busy. So on the hierarchy of healthcare, they're uh, right up there towards the top. Just wanted to call in and give a little love.
1: All right, lick my
0: balls. (laughs) All right, doc, I'll lick anything you want. Because I was wrong. And a physician's assistant can write scripts and they can examine patients and hell, they're practically doctors. Seems like they're almost doctors. Yes. I don't know what I was thinking. The information I was reading from, I got from a uh, a website that apparently I was confused. Bad. bad, Some people suggesting maybe I was thinking of uh, medical assistants mm. when those are the people maybe help around the office. I'm not even going to. (laughs) Don't touch it. Not even going to guess at this point. Just please know to all the PAs out there. I'm
1: sorry. So sorry.
0: Also, yesterday I was talking about my hatred of badgers. Yeah. I don't like badgers. You went off on badgers. I am I was not a badger fan. No. That has all changed now. Because it turns out we have plenty of Garmy members in the great state of Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, no. Which is the Badger State, Yes, Eddie. it is. Yes, they're very proud I of their, their affiliation with Badgers there. And so I, in in retrospect, as I look back at what I said yesterday, <laughs> I may have been a little harsh when it comes to Badgers. Hey, Ralph and yo-ho, Odie. Uh, this is two-star General Topher from Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, you know where the Badgers are? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a whole Badger state. Yes. And you're like, fuck the Badgers? Yeah. Well, fuck Philadelphia uh. and whatever the hell you guys are, right. idiots. Okay. Just for that, I am now going to root for the football season. Football season, football team. Thank uh, you. Don't Yes. Myself. Do I'll fuck myself. Don't get, don't get ridiculous. You don't have to <laughs> back a loser just because I said something bad about Badgers, which now I am taking back. And in fact, let's celebrate Badgers with my favorite all-time Badger song.
1: song yeah, Badgers, Dad, Badger.
0: seems like you're pandering now. Badger, Badger, now Mushroom. Now you're pandering. I'm not pandering. Like you're pandering. I'm, I'm simply sorry.
1: I'm sorry.
0: So sorry. Then yesterday was the birthday of David Hidalgo, guitarist for the band Los Lobos. Mm-hmm. That went horribly awry. Hey, Ralph uh, and Opie, Eddie. Oh, where the fuck your name is this week? <laughs> Ralph, I'm calling. I'm sorry, man. I have to call and fucking call you out. I was listening to the show, and you're stating that it's David Hidalgo's birthday from Los Lobos. Yes. And you go ahead and you play a Los Lonely Boys fucking song. Yep, I sure did. What the fuck, Ralph? Yeah. Seriously. Uh Uh-huh. Get that shit squared away and fix it. Appreciate it. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Yeah. Played a song by a completely different band. Oh, I didn't know. Los Lonely Boys. I had no idea. Versus Los Lobos. <laughs> Turns out in my file of music, uh, they are very closely. uh will start with Los. They're next to each right. other. Yeah. Uh, much like your texting mistake with uh, Bigger bigger <laughs> I was budget trying to move past with that. the b in the end yes. right next to each other very bad and so when i was assembling the show apparently i was a little uh careless and i uh, picked the wrong song mm. and i played the wrong song for the wrong band i had no idea now they're both uh hispanic bands and so i think it makes me seem horribly racist it comes I, off that that way. i was yes. unable to differentiate between the two It was just like los whatever i remember hearing the song going oh, i don't I, I, I like the song I didn't know it was Los Lobos I was like listening to the show Fresh On my own show Not knowing what was going on So I apologize I'm actually a huge fan Of Los Lobos And so to correct it Here's a little bit Of the correct band A day late Happy belated birthday To David Hildago
1: Standing there by the window
0: great band from east la los lobos yeah then oh, you got another mistake oh yeah G- yeah wow yeah then i was talking about okay uh television And I was talking about two shows that I have been uh, very much promoting, Peaky Blinders and then Bosch over there at Amazon Prime. And I was talking about the fact that Bosch is over. They've uh, ceased production on Bosch, so you can watch that while you're waiting for Peaky Blinders to uh, Mm -hmm. wind up with a new season. Yeah, that's not true at all. Hey, Ralph, it's Nick and Burbank. Just calling you with a little good news. Had to put the show on pause Bosch season
1: seven is filming
0: right now. Yeah, so sure yes, is. there will be a seventh season and they are currently in production. Yeah, not out of production at all. There will be more Bosch episodes. Good news. Good news. However, bad information <laughs> to be putting out there into the world, like pretending like I, I, I thought I knew what I was talking wow. about. So, uh, to all the Bosch fans out there, many of whom contacted me directly with that yeah. information.
1: I'm sorry.
0: It was a rough show for me yesterday, so I would just like to uh, set the record straight and uh, issue this formal apology.
1: All right, all right, I apologize. I'm really, really sorry. I apologize unreservedly. I offer a complete and utter retraction. The imputation was totally without basis in fact and was in no way fair comment and was motivated purely by malice. And I deeply regret any distress that my comments may have caused you or your family And I hereby undertake not to repeat any such slander at any time in the future.
0: All right. So there you go. So the the ledger's been wiped clean. I like to think so. That remains to be seen, but I would like to think so. (laughs) So let me make it up to all of you by pumping some happiness into your ears. How about a little upbeat song, something peppy to get you going with your day? We call them happy hits. Here's Zach's. Hey, Ralph. Yo-ho, Eddie. Zach from Connecticut here. I hated your instructions yesterday, and I didn't call drunk, and it still good. seems like a good idea today. <laughs> Talking
1: about happy songs, I figured, tub something. How can you be upset listening to tub something? Right. It honestly is one of the most happy songs in the world. Also, I got
0: an impression of Eddie, if you want to hear it. Oh, I'd love to. Ready? Yes. Uh, <laughs> one more time for you. All right.
1: Uh, all, all right, it's good
0: L&B. One. it's pretty good. Nailed it. Yeah, that was three too. That was uh, that was the under. <laughs> yeah. Tub thumping, chumba wumba. I think we've all felt a little bit like we got knocked down this year. Yeah, but let's get back up again. That's a good idea. Fighting everybody. Yes. Don't give up. We'll get through it. Thanks to everybody who called in today. Once again, I apologize for yesterday's (laughs) show. You too can be featured on this segment, but you know what you got to do? You got to call me. All righty, now it's time for us to take a look at folks who passed away on this day, October 7th, throughout history. We're going to pay tribute to their lives and their legacies in a segment called Hey, Spirit. Oh, no, no, that's the, no, that's the that's, podcast. for that's the, the Long Island. The uh... Long Island medium is <laughs> talking to people with birthdays. No, ours is called Hello, Death. Did you electrocute yourself or run
1: into a shell? Hello, Death. Did you eat poison mold or just get old? Hello, Dad. Did you fall from the sky? Ralph Garvin will know why, even though you said goodbye.
0: Good news from Jennifer Stewart, by the way, yeah. the uh, creator of that jingle. She is currently working on a full-length disco version of that for Halloween. Ooh, really? So we'll have that to play for uh, Halloween That's as we awesome. get closer. She's talented. And she sent a photo to say you guys were talking about whether you thought the singers were hot or not. And she sent a photo of herself. Oh, yeah? We were, we were underselling in our minds <laughs> what we thought the singer of that song looked like. That's all I got to say. All right, let's take a look at folks who passed away on this day, October 7th. In the year 929, the king of France died. Mm-hmm. Charles the Plain. Oh, that's a terrible that name. That sucks, the Plain? right? That's the vanilla. Charles the Vanilla. Charles the Third was known as Charles the Plain. <laughs> oh, how Who
1: sad. named him that? You
0: think he could have changed it? He'd be in the king. I would have. Made a royal edict saying, <laughs> Henceforth, no man shall speak my name right. and follow it with the word plain. At least be the spicy or something. So let it be written, so let it be done. I would have said. In uh, 1571, the Queen of Denmark and Norway passed away. Dorothea, Queen of Denmark and Norway. Wow, double duty. She was moonlighting. She passed away at the age of 60. Here's the, the people ask me about this segment sometimes. You know, there's so much death and sadness in the world why do you do a segment focusing on it and this is a perfect example here's my take on this we're all about two generations away from just disappearing from this planet without anyone knowing we were ever here they they say there's an old saying a man dies twice once when he dies and then the second time when his name is spoken for the last time right so here's queen of denmark and norway at one time she was the biggest most important person to two whole countries. <laughs> have you ever heard of Dorothea, queen of Denmark no, or Norway? I have not. She just disappeared gone. into the mists of history. The thing that we have is our legacy, is how we affect people while we're alive and when we're gone, how we're remembered by those people. So here we get a chance to talk about yes. Dorothea one last I time. I think it's a wonderful and thing. And bring her, bring her a little bit back to to, to relevancy Yes, before she, people forget all about
1: her Which again. they will immediately. And this segment back does for this. that
0: for these people. I'm doing the Lord's work like here. Like what, for Charles God the Plain, said. whatever the fuck his name was? Charles the, the Plain. Charles the Plain. The that poor guy. bastard. In life, he was known as Charles the Plain. <laughs> the least we could do is, is shine a little light on him in his passing. <laughs> on this day in 1780, Patrick Ferguson died. Old Paddy Ferg. Yeah, he was a Scottish army officer. But more importantly, he was the inventor of the Ferguson rifle. What was special about the Ferguson rifle? I'm glad you asked, Eddie Mm. Pence. It was the first breech-loading rifle to be put into service by the British military. Okay. Up until this point, you had to get your gun, put it down on the ground, and fill it through the muzzle with Mm gunpowder and pack it and put the the bullet in, and then you could fire it. His was breech-loaded. You could do it from the side of the gun. You could just pour it all in there, and because of that change, it, it increased the amount of... Shots that you could take. Kill more people more quickly. Yes, exactly. In capable hands, they say, it could be fired six to ten times per minute if a guy knew what he was doing. Wow. That changed the game. Yeah. He died on this day in 1780. Was he shot? In battle. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Lived by the rifle, died by the the rifle. Somebody loaded it quicker than him. (laughs) Apparently. 1787, Henry Muhlenberg. Oh, good old Hank Muhlenberg. He was the German founder of the U.S. Lutheran Church. He died at the age of 76. Okay. 1792, George Mason, American statesman, died of natural causes at the age of 66. Known as the father of the Bill of Rights, Eddie Pence. He was the one who pushed through the fact that the uh, Constitution of the United States needed 10 amendments. Those first 10 amendments were known as the Bill of Rights, and he, he was the guy who pushed that forward. I attended George Mason University for a summer. Hmm. So there you go. I'm a little tight. What Was school in session or did you no, just I, go live there? No, I didn't.
1: No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I just scouted out the babes. You're just squatting? No, I didn't, I didn't fulfill my Spanish language requirement in high school and I needed to do it in college and I didn't want to take a full semester of Spanish in college. Ah. So I took summer school so I could do it all in two, three weeks. I got you. So I didn't want to spend a whole semester learning Spanish sure. when I could just get by
0: in three weeks and forget it all. Why actually learn anything exactly. when you could just, just use a shortcut? Thank you. Spend the rest of your time trapping bananas. <laughs> and pears. Uh, on this day in 1796, Thomas Reed, Scottish philosopher mm. and founder of the Scottish School of Common Sense, died at the age of 86.
1: There was a school of common sense?
0: There was a school. It was a, not a, a physical oh, school. not but a brick and was, mortar. It was a, a philosophical school, and he thought that common sense was the way that a man should live his life versus... There's an argument to be made for that. Yeah. Ah, there's book smarts and there's common sense mm, smarts. There needs to be a, a combination mm, it of doesn't both. doesn't exist a lot in my experience. No, it doesn't. Common sense. but it, it, they, Misnamed. They, it's not really common at all. No, it's uncommon sense. And some people who have common sense hold on to that, what they believe they know, yes. in the face of actual facts or some type well, of Well, you can't be rigid with your common sense. Ah, yes. Got to keep your your common sense flaccid. Got to be malleable. That's right. Keep it flopping. You don't want to get hard. You don't want turgid common no, sense. No, you do not. No, you don't. On this day in 1849, Edgar Allan Poe passed away. This is after, of course, he did all that uh, Jack the Ripper. in, yes. in London. Yes, he we died do. in Baltimore at the age of forty. This poor bastard. One of the most influential writers of his generation. Pretty much invented the detective fiction genre. Known for his poetry as well. Died penniless at the age of 40 in a gutter in Baltimore. Mm. For his most famous work, most people consider that to be The Raven. You know, the poem, yeah. Once Upon a Midnight Dreary, While I Wandered, Weak and Weary, yes. that one. He only earned $14 for that. Man, that's what he got paid for. The artist is always screwed, right? And now look at him. He's famous and People they make movies based on his works. He's and got a stuff. football team named after he's, his work. He's got nothing now, nothing. largely because he's dead. But still, and he was a mass murderer. He was. It's not. 1903. Good old Rudolf Lipschitz passed away. <laughs> really, it's a name, Eddie. <laughs> Lipschitz. Rudy Lipschitz. You got to change your name. No, you don't. Yes, you do. He was a legendary German mathematician. <laughs> Mr. Lipschitz. Rudolf Lipschitz. <laughs> You gotta change your name. Does your ass talk? Um, he, of course, came up with the oh. uh, the Lipschitz continuity condition. <laughs> you <laughs>
1: can't name shit after
0: yourself when your last name is Lipschitz. Are you gonna laugh every time I yeah. say Lipschitz? I <laughs>
1: can't go. You're you a child. Change, you can't change the name. You can't name something after yourself when your last name is Lipschitz. You're
0: a goddamn child. Fuck. Oh. The Lipschitz <laughs> continuity condition. <laughs> is very important in differential geometry. <laughs> oh, that's why I didn't learn geometry, I was too busy laughing. The Lipschitz continuous function is limited in how fast it can change. There are there exists a real number such that for every pair of points on the graph of a function, the absolute value of the slope of the line connecting them is not greater than this real number. The smallest such bound is known as the Lipschitz <laughs> constant for the function. You can't do that. You can't
1: have like you can't you can't have mathematics and then try to teach people mathematics and then the name of it's called Lipschitz because people are just not going to pay attention. Oh my God, that's just that's common sense right there. Common sense should tell you don't name it Lipschitz.
0: Doesn't it bother you a little bit that that name makes you laugh so hard?
1: No, not at all.
0: It's a guy's name. That's lipshits. I know his name. I've been the one saying it. In 1919, Alfred Deakin passed away. All of our listeners down under will recognize that name. He was the second Prime Minister of Australia. Passed away at the age of 63. 1939, Harvey Cushing. American neurosurgeon, died at the age of 70. He was the first exclusive neurosurgeon. He was the first guy to say, this is all I'm going to do, brain stuff. Yeah. I'm going to charge you out the wazoo for it. He was a pioneer of brain surgery, Eddie. Mm. Don't worry about how much money he's making. He earned it. <laughs> and he developed the, the process of operating with local anesthesia. Instead of having to knock a person unconscious to operate, them, right. he was able to do it uh, with a local anesthesia. That Think about how. that. Knock me out. Oh, Don't open up my brain. No, not that part. If you're having some other uh, part of your body that needs working, at least do it for hernias. Still knock me out. No, you just... I don't want to be awake. when You localize the area and then they can operate. It's very dangerous. General anesthesia is very dangerous. I'll take the risk. I don't want you inside me and I'm awake. Wow. (laughs) Knock me out if you're going to go inside me. (laughs) (laughs) Did not expect that invitation at all today. In 1950, Willis Carrier passed away, American engineer and father of something we hold near and dear to us. Any guesses? Last name Carrier? Uh the post office? Uh no.
1: Carrier pigeon. No. <laughs> no. no.
0: You know, carrier pigeons are called that because they carry stuff, right? <laughs> I don't They're know. They're not named after a guy. It's
1: better than Lipschitz. Business.
0: <laughs> and mail carriers also are named because they literally carry the mail. <sighs> right. They weren't named after a they dude. They weren't named after that dude? No, they were not. He created the carrier air conditioner. <laughs> okay. He okay. was the, the father of modern air See, conditioning. See, that's a name you name something after. Exactly. Not the Because no one's literally carrying anything with the air conditioner. <laughs> oh, boy. 1959 Mario Lanza passed away legendary Italian American actor and singer known as the greatest tenor of his generation died of a heart attack at 38. Well that sucks. He was discovered by Louis B. Mayer head of Metro Golden Mare when he was singing at the Hollywood Bowl. Good looking Italian fellow had a beautiful voice and so Louis B. Mayer put him in movies and made him a star and that made him a recording artist. His very first single be my love became his first million selling hit in 1949. Here's a little of the late great Mario Lanza.
1: Oh,
0: the ladies used to swoon for Mario swoon. Lanza. How how do you how do you get discovered at the Hollywood Bowl? He was singing there. That's, cra- yeah, but that's crazy. That you're, Usually that's such a big he was venue. A, he was amongst a group of people that were doing wow. an opera, I believe. Wow. And Louis it's... B. Mayer went to the opera and saw this kid. This right. was like his, he'd been training apparently since he was 16. He was about 26 when he was discovered. And it was only the first time he had ever sung in public. I really? Think. Yeah. Wow. And Mario Alonzo looked at him and said, he's got the, the good looks and he can sing like that. Let, and, you know, MGM was the big musical yeah. studio at the time. He so said, let's put him in some music.
1: Back then, I guess you could get discovered there. Now you don't play fun. the Hollywood bowl unless you're somebody.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. The Hollywood bowl. I think it was a regular venue for yeah. just shows all the time. That's I crazy. Think. Different time. Here's the thing too. He died at, at, at 38, largely because he was, um, a big drinker, but more importantly, a huge eater. Mm. And he would pack on enormous amounts of weight and in order to get in shape for movies or for personal appearances, they would give him general anesthesia, Eddie.
1: And do And what? keep him
0: unconscious. To for, lose weight? For about a month. What the fuck? They would keep him out for about a month. And he would starve himself down and then get into shape to go do a movie that's
1: insane but the
0: strain on his heart apparently was too much wow and that's what uh, caused his heart attack those people should have gone to jail well they did a lot of creepy stuff in the the studio system back in the day but uh, man that's how he would slim down he couldn't stop eating and he didn't want to exercise so he just had a studio doctor put him unconscious for a month that's crazy and he just wasted away and we'd wake up 30 pounds lighter that's insane crazy right you know where uh, Mario Lanza was born, by the way? What the major metropolitan mm-hmm. city Mario Lanza was a son of? He's very popular in that city. Mm-hmm. Those who grow up in that city know his name well. Do they? Did you, he you know, is still on a mural. A mural? On the side of a building in the south neighborhood of this particular city. Mm-hmm. I've seen it many times. Yep. Any guesses as, as to what's. I'm what guessing city? Philadelphia.
1: Hello.
0: wouldn't be wrong if that was your guess yeah be my love <laughs> i could sing like yeah, you that you could You could do it you speaking of it. movies director james hill died on this day in 1994 died at the age of 75 he directed a famous wilderness movie about a couple that was raising uh lions on their property called born free born free As free as the wind blows. Uh, His career did not explode after that. He was reduced to uh, making lesser budget films late in his career, including The Man from O.R.G.Y., a spy comedy. (laughs) The Man from Orgy was the story of a spy whose job it was to uh, determine the location of three prostitutes, each of which could only be identified by the tattoo of a grinning gopher on their buttocks. So... (laughs) Not quite the big time for uh, director (laughs) James Hill, sadly. In 1999, Reverend Bruce Ritter passed away. He was the American Catholic priest who started the Covenant House charity in New York City. It was a privately, still is, a privately funded agency that is providing health and shelter and food and crisis care to homeless and runaway young people. Oh, that's good. Uh, Reverend Bruce Ritter, however, was removed from the organization in 1990, when it turned out that he was uh, molesting many oh, that's of the, not good. the homeless Fuck that good. homeless, men, uh, boys who would oh. come under his care. Hope he was castrated and murdered. Uh, no, he died of cancer. But, uh, he got out easy. Yeah, that's how I feel. Not soon enough. Uh, 2003, Wally George, American TV personality. Wally George died at the age of 71. If you were in Southern California in the 80s and 90s, uh, you probably knew Wally George. He had a show on KDOC. KDOC, yeah, here. Oh. In Orange County Okay, yeah, And yeah, yeah. he had um, ble- bleached blonde white hair And he was A uh, conservative who would Scream to people and throw them off his show on a show called Hot Seat
1: <laughs> And I'll tell you, America is number one And it will stay number one I'll be right back
0: and then we used to look at that show and go, "Oh, that's so goofy! That guy, no. and he's he's a freak show. This is ridiculous. That's mainstream politics and n- now. now. It's mainstream. What does media. that even mean? America's
1: number one will stay number one. It what does that fucking means mean nothing. It means absolutely nothing. He would
0: just and there was be like a bunch of drunk bunch of drunk frat boys in the audience who were like screaming USA, and he would he'd bring on like socialists and stuff yeah. just to yell at them and have security haul them off on his set just it was pro, all theater pro it was pro wrestling all, it was, yeah it was wrestling. all theater wow but now it's now, now it's real life now it's news Ugh. he's also the father of actress rebecca de mornier by the way oh she was
1: hot she was very hot uh
0: charles rocket from snl died on this day in 19 in 2005 he died at the age of 56 famous mostly for saying fuck during an episode of uh Saturday Night live but the <laughs> f-bomb fly <laughs> lost his job shortly thereafter also in 2005, Doug Young, American national and world powerlifting champion, died of a heart attack at the age of 61. See? Don't exercise, kids. Yeah. It'll kill you. Don't lift weights. <laughs> Don't be like Eddie Pence trying to get those big guns, because eventually it all catches <laughs> up croak to I'll at you. 60. Uh, Shelby Singleton, American record label owner and producer, died at the age of 77 on this day in 2009. He created a, a label called Plantation Records Probably best known for this smash hit single from 1968.
1: No, I wouldn't put you on because it really did. It happened just this way. The day my mama stopped it to the Harper Valley PTA.
0: Harper Valley PTA. (laughs) Only country song to also top the main Billboard chart as well. That's all. They both went to number one. Wow. And then Barbara Eden made a series of TV movies based on okay. that song. Believe yeah. it or not. Uh All right. Now, at this point in the show, we take a person who passed away and we uh, see a food that's related to them. And then we run it past Eddie Pence to see if it's something he's willing to eat or perhaps stick up his ass, then pull out of his ass. And today is no different. Today, the man who passed away on this day left behind a legacy. We'll never forget his name, this guy. Lipschitz. No. <laughs>
1: I'll never forget
0: that name. No, you won't. In 1956, Clarence Birdseye passed away, oh. the American inventor and founder of the modern frozen food industry. Without Clarence Birdseye, we would still be eating mushy frozen food. <laughs> he was the man who came up with the genius idea that if you flash freeze food quickly at a super low temperature... The uh, the ice crystals inside the cells of the food don't get a chance to grow so big that it ruptures the walls of right. the cells because that's what used to happen. They would try to freeze something, and when you thawed it out, it was all mushy and stuff yeah. because it had damaged the integrity of the actual uh, item itself. But he learned from Inuit fishermen. Really? Yes. They would go ice fishing, and they would pull the ice out of thick ice, out of the water, and by the time they were done fishing, that fish— had already frozen because it was usually 40 degrees below zero where they were fishing. Right. And when they thawed that fish out, it was as fresh as it could have huh. been. So that's how he got the idea for flash, flash freezing. Huh. And of course, he started a whole industry and now hell, almost everything we eat is frozen or <laughs> something, right? At one point. Yes. And here in the United States, of course, he is a huge name in frozen food, but not just in the United States. No, also uh, across in the UK as well, where Steve Ashton lives. Apparently, Bird's Eye is the number one best-selling frozen fish finger brand in the United Kingdom. 13 million people every year buy uh, bird's eye fish fingers. Is that like a fish stick? It is. It's a fish stick, basically, but they call them fish fingers over there in the UK. I don't like that naming. Sticks uh, are better. It's cod, basically, that's breaded, then deep fried, and then frozen. They even have a little character to sell it to kids. Kids love the fish fingers over there in the UK. Captain Birdseye is his name. Here's one of the commercials. They
1: the captain, my to see and Away. are going to serve in my navy. Away. And when he's I'm caught golden crumb only birds. I know how they like their fish fingers to be. They make some fish fingers look alright, motley crew. I only choose the best for the captain's Yay! table.
0: Yeah, Captain Birdseye is an old, crusty sea captain who uh, fills his ship with young children and then sails off to sea. Hmm. I don't like. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. So uh, <laughs> next thing you know, he's going to bring out his tickle trunk and then. Everything's going to go to hell. Something's not going on. Fish fingers. That's today's food. Fish fingers. You know how we find out whether Eddie eats them or not? We pull the handle of the patented Eddie Penn's jackpot slot machine. If we get a jackpot, that means he's chowing down on fish fingers. However, if we get mismatched reels, then it's just sadness. Mm. Depression. Mm -hmm. Lipshits. shits. (laughs) Here we go. Let's pull that handle. One fish finger. Two fish
1: fingers. (laughs) I need a fish finger. Captain Birdsey, it is visiting a fish finger. Yay! Wow, it's fish sticks, right? It's just fish sticks. Yeah, but they're fish fingers. Yeah, but it's okay. But here they're called fish sticks. They are
0: called yes, fish it's sticks. Same thing, here, right? Yes. Yeah, I grew up on fish sticks. I figured. I figured anything that has to be
1: microwaved, look, is something that is suitable for both your, my parents' your palate. Both my parents worked full-time jobs. My mom would come home at five. I was a latchkey kid. She yeah. had to make something quick, and that was usually
0: what it was. Maybe they just didn't want to hang out with you That could have been it Maybe they didn't even have jobs That could have been it Maybe they were just like, oh my gosh I don't blame them I do not want to be home when that kid gets <laughs> off of school how, do, how can I buy myself a couple extra I'll hours? just walk around the block for a couple I'll of tell hours i tell them I have a job <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're eating fish yeah. fingers, Eddie Pence And more importantly, I'm glad we celebrated those lives on Hello Death
1: Hello Death You're dead now, so shut up!
0: Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. And now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Beat. And while we're talking about legends passing away, yesterday was sad news. Eddie Van Halen, dead at the age of 65, legendary guitarist and co-founder, of course, of the band Van Halen, after a long battle with cancer, uh, finally succumbed to it at St. John's Hospital in Santa Monica yesterday. Apparently, uh, his wife Janie was by his side, along with his son Wolfgang, or Wolfie as he was known, and uh, Alex, Eddie's brother, who was also, of course, the drummer in the band. They said it happened pretty quickly. About 72 hours uh, after he checked in, doctors discovered that the throat cancer he had been battling for about a decade had finally moved to his uh, brain and other organs Uh, as well. And um, he went downhill quickly. So That sucks. What fuck can cancer. you say about, fuck cancer. well, for sure, fuck cancer. But what can you say about the contribution of Eddie Van Halen to popular music? I mean, yeah. he was a guitar god. That's insane. I'm so
1: happy I got to see him perform
0: live. Yeah. That was amazing. I saw him a couple times myself and never disappointed. He was the consummate rock guitarist, but also played Spanish guitar very well. I mean, people thought he was just a shredder, but he... He was self-taught, too, on top of it, which always made my head explode. It makes you believe that people, some people really are born to something. And he was born to the guitar. What do you play in tribute to the guy? I don't even know what you play. He has so many choices. The entire pantheon of Van Halen music, both with David Lee Roth as well as with uh, Sammy Hagar. I picked this song. It's called Women in Love, largely because he's... Besides being able just to rock, he had a very delicate sound that could just be so beautiful sometimes as well, like the intro of uh, Van Halen's Women in Love. So good. Rest in peace, sir. Uh, this is interesting news. We were talking about this yesterday. Which theaters will survive and which ones will not during the shutdown for the COVID 19 pandemic? AMC Theaters has announced they will remain open following Cineworld and uh, Regal's temporary shutdown. So uh, they will, they're going to go. Cinemark and AMC have vowed to stay open during the pandemic, despite what Cineworld and uh, Regal do. So. We'll see what happens. Again, the problem remains, what are they going to show? Nothing. Old, old movies, I guess. Well, there are yeah. some movies that are scheduled to be released this month and throughout the Christmas time. We've got uh, Grandpa's, what's it called? A uh, War with Grandpa. Yeah. The new Robert De Niro film is supposed to come out this Friday. Then there's a bunch of other names here I do not recognize. You mentioned the Ryan Reynolds movie yesterday. Yeah. I don't guy. know I don't know what the schedule is for that. It's the end of the month, perhaps?
1: You said December, I think?
0: Yeah. But uh, we got the the Croods, the animated thing from U- Universal and DreamWorks. Crude's a New Age, uh, but not a lot of other stuff. No, to no, not much. So. I hope, I hope it can survive in some way, shape, or so form. So do I. Which leads us to the fact that Warner Brothers has announced they are pushing the Batman yet again. It was supposed to be released in um, next fall, spring, right? What spring, it, spring of two thousand and one. Now, apparently, it will be pushed back to March 2022. A whole year. Yeah. Mm. So March 4th, 2022 is when Matt Reeves' Batman film, The Batman, will be released. So uh, That sucks. That sucks, indeed. They really pushed their schedule around. Warner Brothers has, by the way. It looks like uh, Matrix 4, it'll be pushed back to... Forever, please? No, ah. stop it. Um, apparently, it's going to move up. Uh, to December 22nd of 2021, so Christmas of next year. The Flash is going to be in 2022. We won't see that till then. Uh, Shazam 2 will be sp- uh, pushed to summer of 2023. Oh, my God. And Black Adam has temporarily been taken off the slate completely. Really? Yeah. They're in production, but they just don't know when it's going to be released. Well, so we've lost a whole year, basically. Easily, easily, if not more. So we'll have to wait and see. Sucks. Speaking of comic book stuff, Warner Brothers Animation has announced a new series for preschool kids called Bat Wheels. Bat Wheels. Yes. What if the Batmobile and the Batgirl cycle and uh, Robin's Redbird cycle, what if they all came to life, Eddie Pence, and fought crime on their own? What if the vehicles were all just fighting crime? That's stupid. So think Cars from right. Disney. I hate it. But with Bat vehicles. I no, don't like it. The Batwheels. What
1: are Batman and Batgirl They're like a, They're
0: like a cool group of kids getting together to fight in crime, but they have, they turn out to be vehicles. Yeah, I don't
1: like it. Are they, are they fighting the Joker's vehicle? Are they fighting probably, the Penguin's car? Probably.
0: Penguin probably has like a Segway or something that they're going to take on <laughs> in the battle for supremacy of Gotham <laughs> City. It's, just, for I hate it's for preschoolers. It's for kids. I hate it. Oh, hey, here comes Bam. I Bam really the s- Batmobile. I really see little tiny Batman child you want a little child Batman, fighting crime bat in Gotham kids. City? Bat kids. No. Bat just wheels, as kids. Bat wheels. Bat wheels is dumb. I wonder if there'll be any merchandise involved in oh. Bat wheels. I wonder if they'll make any little toy cars or motorcycles oh, I'm sure. involving Bat wheels. Nah, probably not. That would just be a, a, a cynical cash grab on their part, <laughs> you wouldn't think? it? David Letterman is returning to Netflix with season three of his series, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. Which I still think is the best talk show on television. I mean, Letterman back in the chair asking people thoughtful questions and being hilarious is just something I will never get tired of. He's released the list of people he'll be interviewing. Among them, he's got Lizzo. That should be interesting. She makes him rap, apparently. (laughs) He'll be talking to Kim Kardashian. Oh, really? Yes. That'll be interesting. Well, in the trailer that dropped yesterday, she's crying, so that gives me hope. (laughs) <laughs> he's also going to be talking to Dave Chappelle that should be a conversation be and a half and Robert Downey Jr. will be on hand that'd be interesting well. too so a good batch of guests here's a little bit of the trailer here he is talking to Robert Downey Jr. on his alpaca farm <laughs> and also a little Dave Chappelle as well Okay, hey, come on boys anything here that needs to be milked? I mean we could take a run at the goats but it's not my idea of
1: a good time <laughs> You smoke weed, buddy? Yes, I'm high as a kite now. (laughs) On my wish.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so that uh, debuts at Uh, the end of the month. God, I miss Letterman. He's the best. From the best to the worst, Wendy Williams is back in the news. You know, Wendy Williams, she has that daytime talk show. How you Zoe. How you doing? How you doing? How uh, you Zoe? How you doing? Oh no. How
1: you Zoe? She is talentless. Yes. She's the definition of talentless.
0: I don't understand how her show continues, <laughs> and it's wildly popular. I know. How you Zoe? Well, I'm doing better than you, Wendy, because people are taking shots at her now because apparently she doesn't know how to pronounce the name of the disease that is affecting us all so, so much to the detriment. COVID-19, or the coronavirus, or corona, as some people call it. She uh, hasn't mastered corona yet. On her show this week, she repeatedly pronounced it incorrectly. Here's a little taste.
1: Don't be afraid of Cronova. Don't let it dominate your life. Sir, are you serious? We are frightened of Cronova.
0: We are frightened oh, of Cornova. My god, aren't you frightened of Cornova? Cornova scares the shit out of me. More the, than The lip shit's does. out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Cornova scares the lip shit out oh, of me. Oh, Cornova. You don't want to come what down with a case fuck? of Cornova.
1: Good lord, man. Her
0: job is to talk on television. She said it repeatedly, by the way. This wasn't a one-off. We all misspeak
1: from time to time. Everyone does, and I forgive it, but fuck. Don't be afraid of Cornova don't let it dominate your life sir are you serious we are frightened of cornova stop
0: we are we just are, say covid that's easy we're afraid of cornova cornova which i think was an old, was a chrysler was a model of chrysler so yeah, years the, ago the chrysler cornova with the rich Corinthian quarantine 1978 cornova yeah she's got a television <laughs> show i just want to remind everyone television show oh <sighs> All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on October 7th. Tom York, singer of Radiohead, is 52. Right. Oh, always uplifting, Tom York and Radiohead. <laughs> Makes me want to get out of bed in the morning. Singer Ann Curlis from Exposes, 57. Now I can shake my ass. <laughs> like her to take me to the point of no return you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, wink, wink 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 get what i'm saying nudge nudge actor holland Roden from tv's teen wolf is 34 years old drummer kevin godley of 10 cc is 75 the
1: things we do for love the things we do for love the things we do for love, the things we do for love.
0: TV personality Joy Behar from The View is seventy-eight. Oh, she's got a very soothing voice. She's easy to watch. <laughs> god damn, she reads bedtime stories. I'm daddy
1: daddy like oh my god.
0: <laughs> Stop. Singer Damien Kulash is forty-five today. Eddie Pence. Kulash. Damien Kulash. Who's that? He is the singer for OK Go, isn't he your friend?
1: Oh, I don't know. I, I know the. Uh, I know the uh, the guitar player. Oh, I thought you knew Damien. I, I don't know. The, I don't know the singer.
0: Ah, lead singer for OK Go yes. is forty five. Eddie is very close with a member of OK Go, but I had the wrong member. <laughs> You you know the guitar the guitar player yes okay he was at my he was at my wedding all right I'm not mocking I'm okay. just I, I went to the wedding I said that name thinking that you would know immediately I was who at a was wedding with Gormash or whatever you want to call him How <laughs> well, about his name Damien Koulash. I was at their we- I was at a wedding with him I'm not, I'm not I'm making not a, tight I'm not him. making a joke I just knew just, you were pals with someone I know okay a joke. member of GoK okay, Go. Go Tracy's I thought, very good friends with her his wife I thought I was. Giving okay. you the name of the guy. No. It's my bed, not yours. Let's listen to some music. Simon Cowell, judge of shows, is 61 years old today. Yes. Of course, from American Idol and America's Got Talent and People Have Talent and England Has Talent and England Has An Idol and a lot of shows like that. He is 61. Musician John Mellencamp is 69. At one time known as Johnny Cougar. Then he became John Cougar. Mm-hmm. Then he became John Cougar Mellencamp. Yes. And now he's just John Mellencamp. Good for him. Pick a fucking name, for God's sakes. He's
1: 69. <laughs>
0: Actor Mary Batham, who played Little Scout in the movie To Kill a Mockingbird with Gregory Peck, his little daughter. She's now 68 years old today. Guitarist Ricky Phillips from The Babies and Bad English. He worked with one of my favorites, John Waite. i listen to him doing anything. 69 years old today. Here's a little Bad English. has a power ballad like John Waite does. Mm-hmm. Judy Landers of the famous acting Landers sisters. She was Dantana's secretary on Vegas. Mm-hmm. She was also in BJ and the Bears. She's 62 today. Drummer Tico Torres of John Bon Jovi's band Bon Jovi is 67. Shut up! And lastly, we're just talking about this guy, Nathaniel Rateliff of Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. He's 42 years old. Time to go to church, kids. I'm gonna need someone to help me. I'm gonna need somebody's hand I'm gonna need someone to hold me down, I'm gonna need someone to care I'm gonna rise and shake my body i start pulling out my hair I'm gonna cover myself with the ashes of you and is gonna give a damn Son of a bitch. Right. Oh, it's a good tune. Love it. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. But we're not done with entertainment or entertainment news. <laughs> Just yet. <laughs> no, we still have to check in with our pal across the ocean, Mr. Steve Ashton, is our UK correspondent. And a couple times a week, he stops by with all the UK entertainment news. It's time for the UK update. Oh, Steve.
1: Oh, Ralph, you're the man who makes Brian Bosworth look like Brian May. Wow, reaching back to the bars. That's a good one, that, isn't it? Hey, Sir Elton's in the news. What's up with Reg? Hold on to your fucking hat for this one. Did you know that, well, I think Elton John and John Lennon had may have had a thing. Really? Well, this week, Lennon uh, would have been 80, that's on the 9th, um, and to celebrate Julian Lennon, uh, has interviewed his mother uh, must have been interesting his mother and uh, his brother Julian as well as old Reg Sir Elton for Radio 2 here on the BBC Now, as part of uh, that interview Elton opens up about an extraordinary two year period with the former Beatles saying uh, it was a two or three year whirlwind romance we had uh, and it was such an important thing in my life and it just really helped me it gave me so much confidence uh, your dad was as kind and as generous as sweet uh, and we just hit it off immediately now of course they met in 1973 by then elton's breakthrough single uh your song had been a top 10 hit both sides of the atlantic and of course good Bry," good bry <laughs> good bry <laughs> good bry yellow bick road uh <laughs> was this album before he released Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, of course. Of course. Um, you talked about that on Monday, of course, it came out, uh, you know, uh, years ago. Anyway, uh, Elton describes an incredible two-year period that followed, filled with laughter and creative exchanges, where Elton played on John's fifth album, Walls and Bridges, notably on the track, of course, Ralph. Uh, um, uh, is the right answer, whatever gets you through the night. Um, oh, yeah. So let's have a clip from the interview, shall we? And your dad? was as kind and as generous and sweet and we just hit it off immediately. He was so funny. That's what I loved about him. And we talked about music and we talked about records we loved. And other things. He did other things, I heard. Uh, Yeah, we did other things. (laughs) We did a lot of naughty things together. We had a lot of fun. Now, I'm reading that as either they did a shitload of coke together or had sex, or likely both. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I bet Elton had a look at his circle of life.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: There were rumors, of course, that Lennon and uh, and Epstein had a thing. N- not Jeffrey, obviously. <laughs> no, obviously. Uh, entirely the wrong sex and age. No, Brian Epstein. But Elton adds, uh, we, we did a lot of naughty, naughty things together. We had a lot of fun oh, my God, uh, we nearly got into trouble a few times, but we never had a bad word. And people would say, oh, watch out for him. He can turn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what attracted to <laughs> me about it, probably. Anyway, um, he said, I think maybe he was drinking a lot and everything he did, uh, but I never saw that. He never once told me to fuck off. Oh, my God. Um, and then apparently Sean says, I know for sure that he loved you equally because I read a lot about things he said, and he never really spoke of anyone as highly as you. He really did Love you. So, maybe Reg and John sitting in a tree, maybe? Maybe. Hey, from one musical legend to another, Sheeran's in the news. What's up
0: with it?
1: Now, this may come as no surprise, But Ed Sheeran was told he'd never make it as a star. And that's not because of his abject lack of talent, (laughs) but it's because because of his ginger hair. Yeah, apparently his current manager, Stuart Camp, who, of course, has helped guide Ed's frankly astounding and inexplicable inexplicable rise, made the claim about an unnamed firm that he took over from in 2011. He said... um, uh, the other management actually resigned from him because they said he wasn't going anywhere. They told him to drop the looping guitar pedal, dye his hair black, and give up rapping. For a long time, their website said they discovered Ed, but it didn't mention the bit where they said he was shit and he went away. It's a lot to unpack there, Ralph, if I, if I may. <laughs> just reflect on that. Firstly, Sheeran rapping. Right. I mean I mean that's like the musical equivalent of Edwin eating in a three-star Michelin restaurant. <laughs> like an aberration. Do you know what I mean? Secondly, it wouldn't have been his ginger hair that made him shit. It would have been his general shitness. Right. Like, you know, artistically, spiritually, morally even. You know. And 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 think of all the other ginger artists who came before him. There's Mick Hucknell uh Ginger Baker uh <laughs> well, well Ginger Lynn who coincidentally uh came you came before didn't you yes. you came before her in her on her uh and uh, and under her oh, we got
0: well. it we got it yeah
1: yeah anyway uh, thirdly uh if he owned if only he would have taken that advice uh, there could have been less musical fucking drick in the world and perhaps one more quantity surveyor <laughs> Anyway, look, I'm going to go now, Ralph. It's, uh, it's John Lennon's birthday this week. I'm I'm doing a, an open-air tribute concert in the communal gardens of my apartment building. That sounds great. Yeah, I'm doing my take, for example, on the famous song that uh, John Lennon wrote about his feud with McCartney. It's called How Do You Sleep? Uh, so it's my take on it. It's called How Do You Eat That Shite? Yeah, it's about Edwin. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I better get back to it.
0: Wow, shots fired at Eddie Pence there. I got to tell you, this, this feud's getting out of control. <laughs> I, I don't even know. Why is there a feud? This, uh, I don't, house divided what, cannot stand. What, what did I do? We're burning. I we're going to even... burn this place to the ground. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but. You better get your children under control. It is not going to be pretty, I'll tell you that much. All right, kids. Today happens to be Wednesday, and around here, Wednesday's a very special day. It's a time for us to take a look at a smash hit record, and the person who created it It's time for our One Hit Wonder. It's the
1: One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonder.
0: One Hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. Today's One Hit Wonder artist was originally born in Baltimore, but when he was about, I don't know, 20-something, he moved to San Francisco, California. He's known basically as a San Francisco artist. Moved there, started painting houses and singing in the streets and working behind the counter at a record store there in Berkeley. And eventually he got a record deal and started cranking them out through the 1970s. Not much success, but he got to be a a local favorite and he was gigging a lot and selling some records. And then in 1981, it all changed for him. This phone call comes from a person who did not leave his name, now that I think about it, (laughs) but he had a question for One Hit Wonder, and I'm glad I'm here to answer it.
1: Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. Hope you're doing well. Uh, I had a question about a one-hit wonder.
0: I'm not sure the name of the band, and I'm not sure the name of the song. And the only line I remember is, it goes like, it's the same old song with the melancholy sound. That's the only thing I remember, although I
1: know that the song within it keeps going, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> and I didn't know, I don't know who it is, right. I don't know if they're a one-hit wonder or not. Right. I'm kind of assuming
0: they were. Yep. So, if you can help me out there. Thank you. Did you say the song within the song? Yeah, the song in the song goes... You, sir, I'm happy to help you out. You are talking about Greg Kinn, of course. Uh, the song is actually called The Breakup Song. Parentheses, they don't write them. And it was from his album, Ra... Kin Roll, because his name is Kin Eddie. And so the title of the album was Rockin' Roll. Clever. However, this song, the breakup song, was not a top 10 hit. Huh. song was not a top 10 hit hmm. however greg Kinn still is our one-hit wonder for this week oh, because a couple years later he did have a top 10 hit which makes him a one-hit wonder he continued with more albums with pun-filled titles like "Continued." tinued <laughs> was this his <your> shtick "Contagious" <laughs> was the name of one of his albums he had another one called citizen kin god and then in 1983 he had an album called "Conspiracy." my god and it was the first release single off of Conspiracy that did become his one-hit wonder. His number two hit song. It reached number two. Wow. Right behind Michael Jackson's Beat It, I think. Really? The only, the only thing that uh, was keeping him out of the number one. Damn. 1983, Greg Kin scored his biggest hit with this song. It was a monster. MTV played it almost nonstop. It's called Jeopardy. I remember from the Weird Al song. Well, yes, that's how popular the song was that, uh, you know, you have a hit on your hands. When Weird Al approaches you and says, I want to parody your song. And that's what Al did. He asked to spoof that song on his album, Weird Al Yankovic, in 3D in 1984. And Greg Kinn said, I'll only allow you to do it if I get to be in the video with you. Because he was such (laughs) a big fan. So if you ever see the I Lost on Jeopardy video... At the end, when uh, Weird Al gets thrown out of the studio, the Jeopardy Studio, into the car, Greg Kinn is actually the guy driving the car in that video. Here's a little bit of Weird Al's version I lost on Jeopardy! On national TV against a plumber and an architect, both with a PhD. So you're cemented in history yeah. when Weird Al takes on one of your songs. great honor. Greg Kinn, in the late uh, 90s through the early 2000s, ended up being a, a morning radio show host in San Francisco. Really? He's also written several books, had a very successful uh, writing career as well, and he has raised millions of dollars for several charities in the Northern California area, including uh, the uh, Lymphoma Society and the Children's Hospital there in Oakland, California, and for a charity called Operation Care and Comfort that sends... Um, care packages to military units deployed around the world. So uh, That's great. Sounds like he's living a good life. That sounds like it. And he's today's One Hit Wonder. It's the One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonder. One hit, one hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. That's it for today, kids. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. We appreciate it. We had so much fun. We hope you did, too. Hope you come back tomorrow, because tomorrow's Thursday, that means we're going to get sexy. Mm. I'm going to knock Eddie out and enter him. Because that's how he likes it, <laughs> Please apparently. Please do. And I'm gonna put on my my lip shits outfit. <laughs> A little role play tomorrow. <laughs> and I'll get some turgid common sense. Come on back tomorrow, kids. But in order to do that, you got to take care of yourself. So I recommend stay the fuck at home if you can. Also wash your hands real good. Stay good in the hood and always stay swell. Give them hell, buddy. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Until tomorrow, love you. Mean it. Bye.